off? check. One one oh. She can't hear herself. I'll take it off in a second. You can hear yourself. No, I can't. I just hear my own brain. <laughs> All right, let's just go. So right that's yourself. <laughs> okay. Empty space. <laughs> Empty space. That's all I hear. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs. Talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Living on the edge of chaos, born insane. Listening to coffee chugs like happy for the boring. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hey guys, this is Coffee Chug, and welcome to Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. This is a great one. This one is not education-related by any means, but it gives you definitely a glimpse into the world of educators to let you know that there definitely is more of a human side. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the amazing Netflix show, The OA, um, and talking about our theories and our ideas as a group of us has become rather obsessed with the show. Um, Since recording this show, there has been announced for a second season. Um, so that does change some of the ideas and topics discussed. And more importantly, you will realize that I am definitely the dumbest person in this group. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode. It's a mind twist, just like the show, as we discuss and break down the OA. If you haven't watched it yet, make sure you go watch it before you listen to this, because there are a lot of spoilers. Alright guys, enjoy. Hello everyone, this is Coffee Chug. everybody, welcome to uh, another episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. I'm here with the regular crew, and for this episode, we're going to preface it right away. We are going to be talking about one thing and one thing only, um, and that is the mind-blowing show, The OA. So if you have not watched The OA, and you have not watched all the episodes all the way to the end, um, this would be a great point in time to pause this podcast, go watch it, and then resume listening, because this is going to be ultimate spoiler and discussion on our theories of why the show is great, dumb, and everything in between. Um, so without further ado, we're going to jump right into the, uh, <laughs> if only we had the video going right now, um, you'd understand the chaos that just happened, uh, right into this episode discussing the OA. And I think um, we're going to jump right into Nikki. Um, Nikki over here in this in this roundtable discussion has a 900-page document Whoa. of all theories consisted in a size 74 font. So we're going to throw it on her to pick out one idea okay. um, that you want to either discuss, question, throw out, and then the rest of these guys who are ready. Jonathan's in the wait. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we've already together had so many conversations Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. Like, usually we don't talk about it beforehand, and I feel like all of us have talked about this extensively. And um, we've also... I've got more to say. Movements. And also, I think at this point, we've researched so much because we're interested that it's like our own original theories have kind of bled into theories we found online and Reddit and basically Jonathan Tester. So um, 
we're gonna it's gonna be hard to kind of differentiate what's completely original and what we've kind of adapted from what we've read from other people but I did print out a large document because I like to do my research titled eight mind-boggling theories that explain the OA and there's a little bit of new stuff in here that I was a, a little confused on but I think the biggest thing that we want to discuss today is did this really happen is this a, a figment of Prairie's imagination or um, is this a real event and this document lays out like three separate things um, and then I'll let you guys go. One of them is that we've discussed this and we'll discuss it more. Is Prairie made this whole thing up. Can the second I, I one. Yes. I feel like sometimes I even forget that that's a part of it, figuring out if it's real, because there are so many things that happen in the what I guess we would say would be maybe the imaginary part of it. So I even forget sometimes. You mean the storytelling part? Yes. Yeah, because it bounces back and forth from like her story to like real, yes. supposedly real life or whatever you'd consider that to yes. be like the present timeline Sorry. no you're right the other one that people have been throwing around is obviously this is prairie's hallucinations that she's mentally ill she's medicated the entire show um and so she went through this traumatic experience so mm. she's kind of creating this like like never been captured or it has been captured she basically what they say is that she's having these hallucinations because she can't differentiate like reality from what's really happening and it's kind of a coping mechanism and the last one which is one i haven't heard a whole lot of is that this entire time prairie is in a coma um, so, I don't like that. um, and I, or they, they said another way to say it would be a lucid dream, um, that she wakes up from it. And when the last scene she's, she's in a hospital and she has, you know, she looks distressed and she's crying and she's looking for Homer. Um, so all of this is just like this lucid dream that she's had in a coma. So that's like the three major, um, things that have been stated that deal with, is this something that truly happened or not? Now, yes, there's way other things that we can talk about, but that alone, um, that's what I found the most of. Every time I'm like, no way it happened, I'm like, she was blind, and then she wasn't blind. Yeah, I think that's... And that the, always shuts That's me. the hardest thing to to figure out is how she could have been blind and come back not blind. Because everything else, you can kind of explain it away in your own way, but that one fact is the hardest thing to try to come to grips with. Because it's, it, it's not argued at all that she was gone for like eight years or whatever, right? That, I mean, that's like a... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or when she gets her sight back, like, what was, what's her cost? Right. You know, like, when she lost her, well, I guess she, she lost her there, vision, that was the price to pay. To come back. Like, what, like, what did she lose? Her father. Because the, the angel said, you can go with your dad now, and you won't have to go back to where you came from. You can just be with your dad, or you can go back and help the people that you're in prison with. And you're going to be given a greater gift. And so then she's like standing at the door, staring at her dad. Right. And like turns her back on him and is like, I have to go back and help him. But I didn't view that as a, I mean, it's obviously a consequence, but I feel like all the choices you make were like self-inflicted cost. Well, you, you know, know like everybody else, like the voice, but that's like, I mean, obviously your parents are important to you, but like. The whole premise of the show at the beginning, her story was getting back to her father. Like that was her primary goal. And then just to turn her back on that one goal to help these strangers that she was in prison with. I think it was a selfless thing that she was able to mm. let him go because all the way up to that point, like I remember me and Angela were watching when she just like makes that decision at that point. It's like, okay, well that's like a huge plot change at this point because the whole goal was to find her dad. We, I mean, watching the show, I thought eventually she was going to find her dad and then she gets it up halfway through. Yeah. Listen to your theories or the ones that you shared. I still don't know what to believe. Like I don't 
lend towards anyone. It reminds me of like a show like way back, like the original Twin Peaks. I don't know if you ever watched Twin Peaks, where you watch every week for something to happen. You sit on your edge of the seat going, this is the time it's going to happen, and nothing happens. It's like like classic, like, Lynch writing at his thing. But, like, nothing ever happened. And I feel like this this show is the same thing. Like, nothing, like, it ends, but nothing happened. The ending is its own beast. And a lot of things that I keep reading is the last seven minutes of the show mirror everything that happened before it. Everybody keeps saying that, and so that's another thing that people. What, is, what, do, you what do you mean? mean yeah, what do you mean by mirror? I, I mean, because um, like, I thought the ending sucked. Like, is I thought like it was they're the, all supposed it, to be in captivity, what, or because well, they're stuck. I want to dig a little deeper. There. Why did you think that it sucked? That I agree, because that's I, so unfair. I, I agree with what you're saying because afterwards we were both mad because we were like feeling really let down, but then after we started doing the research, we felt better about it because it's just like you want, you I, want that. I wanted that mystery like you even said i had already watched it ends so disambiguously and doesn't give you any even like sliver of a thought to get you to go where they would want you to go like they didn't let you figure it out let you like you don't like that i'm not i i'm not a fan okay it's not that i don't like that like two weeks later i'm like okay that was great because then I dove into this head first to try to figure yeah. it out in my own way. So that's great. But in the moment when I watched the show and that happened and that's how it ended, I was not happy. Like, like I, I'm not happy stomping around the house. Yeah. Well, I would agree. I think, uh, I think traditionally our, our brains like closure. And so yeah. you like to, you like to have some sort of answer at the end and it's, it's the open ended things that, that drive us nuts. And it doesn't, I don't, I don't feel like it's something that's that's done well in probably enough, and so when it does hit, it's it's really frustrating. But like I'm thinking of Inception when like the spinning thing at the end, and then there's like I mean that was maybe done perfectly because there was still a level of closure, but then there's kind of a well I mean is there more? And, and that was I mean in this case there was no closure. It was just what just ha- I mean what is happening right now? And then you have to. Yeah. You have a yeah, lot of questions, wrong with the but I can But there was not any like there, I don't even feel See, like I didn't feel that. I don't way. even feel like there was even a, a cliffhanger. I just felt like felt, and let's I, just. After, after, I did not feel like when you first watch it, and then it's just like I feel like you're going through this journey with her. And Jonathan said it. He was like, "I just want a portal to open right now, like while they're doing the movements." And it's like so, it's so tied to reality after you've been invested in this fantasy for so long with her and her story. So I think that's what was really hard about it for me. But with the shooter being there, the shooter I think was important. And I don't want to say that it was, it was an essential component. I just feel like when you're watching it and you're listening to her story and how crazy off the wall it sounds and you want to believe, and then the ending isn't like that at all. It's so realistic. I think that's what's hard for people. That's what was hard for me. It's realistic that a shooter could walk in. Right, but it's not realistic that five people are going to stand up and do a choreographed dance. When they question everything up until that point. Yeah, but I think what she means is it gets, it gets really fantastical in the story at, at certain times with, like, you, I mean, you get the presence, like, oh, there's magic. This is kind of like, oh, there's some, like, spiritual energy well, here spiritual or something. Well, I'm, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, you get that feeling that's happening, but that is never, ever shown in the present world. That's There is, like, no proof in the present world 
that that is, exists. All of this is happening in the storyline, and it jumps back and forth well enough that you feel oh. like it's probably happening more than it is. That leads into yeah. another. That leads into page uh, forty-five of my seventy-page document. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people strongly believe that there are multiple dimensions in the story. Yeah. So that there are at least three dimensions is the big one. Um, I don't know how you would argue that like that, that no, when she's like, talking to I'm that lady that that's not like another dimensional thing. Her time in the abandoned house and the school is one dimension and her dimension when she's in Hap's basement is another one. And then her time when she visits, I can't remember, you know, the lady's name and what we would, I guess, call quote unquote heaven. I don't know if that's what we're calling it, but compare this to Dante's Inferno too. But are they all happening at the same time? Yes, they are. And they say there's a time where, um, the FBI agent looks in the mirror and he sees Homer looking back at him. And they say that the dimensions are happening on top of one another. So we're seeing these events happening together so, um, yeah, like the whole, like, multiverse and all of that. And then the cafeteria and the prison cells both are enclosed in glass. Um, so is the, the shooter happening? then? The antagonist is being snuck up on. Essential characters chasing a car while not being left behind. They're chasing the ambulance and Prairie leaves. There's a lot of these things. Prairie the chases Hap's car when he drops her off on the side of the road, and they chase okay. the ambulance. The shootings are happening possibly when... Um, when Hap shoots the officer's wife at the end, Prairie's also getting. There's also a time when Prairie gets shot. There's a lot of people who believe it's this whole like multi-dimension, and these are happening on top so of one she's another. In three places at once at the same time. I mean, I, I I don't necessarily think this is like what I would most you really. Can't really yeah. Explain it really. Right, and other people argue that she's in purgatory the whole time. They, they make this would, really I religious. Like I would be really upset about that. Yeah. I feel like it would be, I, I um, think the coma spoiler. thing I think the coma thing isn't backed enough to be yeah. true. I I could see her being like hallucinating or being crazy, but I I haven't seen enough evidence to think that the coma thing's legit and that this is all a dream lost. or Isn't that a show? Yeah. yeah. Lost. Weren't You're going to make a lot of people mad by saying Lost. Isn't that a show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I spoiler. We started watching it and then someone told us, "Oh, well, it's they're just all in purgatory at the end. How mad I would be mad if this was just purgatory. Yeah, I don't think it would apply. I would be upset about that. Did any, I would feel let down. Did anyone's opinions change on the ending when you found out that they have an intention of a second season? Did that make anyone feel less angry? I mean, did that oh, make yeah. more sense? That made me more angry. That made because you more angry. I, no, I liked the I liked the ending because I didn't feel like it was trying to pull you into a second season. Like Walking Dead. Oh, who are we gonna hit? Come back and watch next well, season. Like I, that is that a that's like a pull. Because I knew I want to know where she went. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, but I, but like when I re, when I thought this is it and there's no second season, I was like, oh, this is this is unique. You know, they're not like I, I didn't feel like I was being pulled into a second season as much as I felt like this was a structured ending for me. Well, nobody else is gonna get this reference, but there's a video game called Mass Effect, and it it uh. <laughs> The third video game had an ending that everybody said was horrible. But, like, once you actually start piecing it together and you see, like, the little clues that the developers have dropped, I think it was one of the best endings to a video game, like, almost of all time. But people were furious about it because nobody understood it. But, like, if you start picking up the piece, it left a trail. It wasn't, like, a finite, you move on. It left a trail of breadcrumbs for people to start, like, pulling together and figuring out. And there was so much more to it. You learned so much more about the story. 
Like this conversation here that we're having, you learn so much more and look so much deeper at the story itself. And you learn things while you're trying to solve that riddle that they left at the end, that it's, it's way more valuable than, oh, look, they opened a portal to another dimension, yeah. you know, end of story. We're in the portals. golden age of television, folks. Well, like, I agree. In that game. They did that throughout the show, like, yeah. the entire time. Like, I've talked with Nikki about it, how what was Rachel's name was was in mm. um, Braille on the wall in, in the, the F- office. When she what was? Rachel, Rachel's one of the girls that was in prison, her name. The one that never when, got the movement. It's when Prairie goes and talks to the guy. She just talks to the guy that's working for the FBI. His name's Elias. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Yep. And uh, her parents come to talk to him as well, and they're in the lobby, and it's like... It's like a pan shot of them over here, but there's a wall in the background, and there's large braille letters on the wall, and they, it's the name Rachel. Rachel's one of the girls in prison, so oh, somehow yeah. that's going to be significant. That's significant for some Picture reason. 15. <laughs> it's right why is that? Okay, so why is there a huge Because everyone believes that Rachel, the, one of the bigger and I think more popular theories is that Hap and the other doctor are working with Elias and the FBI, and Elias's job is to cover this up. Too. Because the FBI is trying to figure out if you can have these near-death experiences go and come back. And why would he have been in the And discovering house? an afterlife. So the, the Did he plant those books? I just want to let you know that if, well, that seems Would you not like s- that? I don't know why. I don't know that why you would. Seems the most scientists, yeah, to I mean, me. but scientists don't work singular nowadays. Like, I mean, if well, he if, wasn't working singularly either, he had a partner. And how do you think he afforded all that? It's, I don't know. I mean, I I could see why, but the I don't know. And the reason that Rachel could be important is one, her name shows up on that wall in Braille, just as like a real like low key. Is she like an undercover? There, her name, but also. But I mean, why is there a name on the wall? Well, also in the shots when they're in their cells, like they all have plants. Hers are the only plants that are dead throughout the whole movie. Her plants are dead. Everyone else's are thriving. Like it's symbolism for something. They're going to reveal it in season two if they get a season two. But she's going to be important in some type of way. She doesn't die. And she never got a movement. No, she that was a big part of it. She did not get a Which one was Rachel? Was that the... She was the singer. She was the one that sang. Okay, yeah, yeah. But when, she, but when she sang, she sounded good. She did. But the whole thing was like... I mean, so does Lady Gaga. She's not... She's not coming back from the dead good. Isn't she like the guitar player lady? No, no, no. No, that one was... Homer's lover. Do you have that in your document? Did you find it? So there's a lot of stuff that's like... Point Rachel's way, like something. But I always feel like I those like two. I feel like the guitar lady and Rachel have a connection. It's like two obvious music. A musical connection. Like there's there's something there. Yeah. He said that when you go to go through the near death experience, you come back with skills far enhanced. What was Homer's? No idea. Or that other guy. No Did idea. he have the druggie? Like, what was the deal? Was it? I thought it was no, AIDS. Drugs. I thought it was AIDS too, because he had lesions all over his body. From probably like oh, from drug use. use. Oh, I don't know. So I, I loved when he came back. I think Rachel's going to be a key if a season two happens because there's something definitely strange. Something's not right about her. Yeah. I like the plant imagery. Yep. I didn't even notice that. Huh. Thanks so for waiting till now to drop that. Well, you got to keep something to yourself. <laughs> 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 got to hold back. Got to hold back for the podcast. Uh, so she's interesting. We'll see if anything comes of it. But I why, just, else, why else would her name be in Braille? No, but uh, we also never see her be... being experimented on by Hap either. We never so, see that. Oh, yeah. Renata. Undercover and, and FBI agent that was put Rachel, in there so yeah. that she could hear everything they talked about 
because Hap has his video and he starts listening to what they're saying, but if if they start to trust her because she's going through this captivity mm-hmm. with them, oh, uh, maybe man. she can learn things from them that like they would never trust to say in front of Hap. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting. I just... I feel like if the FBI was going to do work on this, they they would have more than one person. Yeah, well, I felt there was like, one person. Yeah, that's what he Wait, what you, killed that guy. No, the doctor. That the other doctor. doctor. Remember the doctor's like, go look in, go look in the cold, cold number 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. And those could just be two. What he said was that, oh, I kill my patients like once a year yeah. and start over. Because I don't want to keep them for too long. So because their tribe mentality, he right. didn't want that. Like they were working against him, so then he'd bring in fresh people again. He was working in a shutdown wing of a hospital and just had his own set of kids that he was like... Like, how do you, like, how do you find these people? Well, that's why there's got to be more to yeah. it than just these that. two people there's working. A, there's there's no... an organization that's in charge of it. Yeah. Whether it's the FBI, how... that might be too cliche, but it could be some secret organization that's interested in dimensions or time travel space travel whatever they're doing so there's a lot there that could be going on just off of that theory hmm. then what would be Hap's reasoning for doing any of this that's what we don't know it's not real that's what I always feel like Maybe I think that's why he's so angry like he's trying to get back to that's where he I, belongs that's what I hated yeah. about the ending so much though and I was talking to Aaron about it is that like we don't even see any of the rest of the people she was captain or have in the last episode yeah, they're not even included. It may be like the first five minutes if that's when he like drops her off, but we get zero closure on what's going on with them at all. We don't see. I think that's why I didn't like, like the last ten minutes of right. the of the last episode. I felt like so much happened, mm-hmm. so rapidly that it felt like nothing happened. Right. Like, like you yeah, you have like yeah, there's like. <laughs> There's like the books, and then there's like the Homer and the guy seeing each other in the mirror, and then there's like, and then all of a sudden we're in school, and all of a sudden they magically have gone their own ways, and now magically they're all in sync, and they produce the movements for the first time, and there's a shooter, like so well, much, and then it just they worked really hard on that. They did as hard as Nicole. You never saw them successfully ever really even be together and stuff, and then all of a sudden they kind of like get the perception that they went their own ways, and then all of a sudden they just magically made it happen, like. It seemed like it was a lot. The last episode was a lot. Yeah, like almost like so much, like so much that I felt like nothing happened. I just felt like ah. I get what you're saying. But like I wasn't even. But there wasn't even anything left. Like I don't even feel. Do you feel like there's not enough for season two? Like there's, there's obviously ungodly amount of questions, but I don't. I need a little bit, not like a a Walking Dead cliffhanger that's so obvious it's like almost a slap in your face, Mm -hmm. but a cliffhanger like. Like there's not, I don't even know like even where to begin to think. Well, she wakes up, which is we I know it's, it's great up. TV. Here we are talking about it, but like, do we see her wake up? We see her wake up, and all she is is she's in a white room. Which once again, you know, everyone's arguing goes back to the fact that she's been in a coma, or she's in a hospital, or she's been in a psych ward, and she wakes up, and then she's looking for Homer because he's another patient there. Or did she go into this other place? But she, do, we see her wake up, and we hear her say Homer, and that's the end. And you of can't it. really tell if it's like. Like excitedly, like I see Homer or search. To me, it came across as a question. When they put out the subtitles, the subtitles include a question mark. She's asking a question. That's looking for him. It sounded as if she was questioning. Like it's a question. I think a lot of things I spent time talking about before I even got influenced by other people was how 
I thought the ending, if you're looking at it in a spiritual way, and I'm not saying I want to get, like, deep into that, but if you're looking to say, okay, this show shows me that there is something beyond and there's this idea of, like, if where she's going is heaven, if that's what, I mean, I think some people took it that way, can the writers really tell you, do they, are they allowed, almost, to say, well, yeah, she made it to heaven. So everybody be happy because heaven's out there. Like, do they leave her us not knowing if she that. made it there so no. that we can make our own decision about what happens in the afterlife? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility there. And by telling it definitely she didn't make it or she did make it, is that, like, affecting what people believe? I feel like that's a lot of conversations I had was, can you do that? Are you leaving an open-ended so we can decide, is she an angel? Is there heaven? Yeah. It, there's a little bit there, and that's like all. I mean, that's getting deep into this whole of religion and all of that. But, but if you have all these dimensions, do those things even exist? Well, right, yeah. Because you're never really like alive or dead if you have. Well, all the layers. dimensions. You are as a conscious entity, but that's gonna start my whole. No, oh. right, right. Well, that's why I'm saying. I mean, there's. That's why I wonder a little bit if there's such this open-ended kind of ending. Because can kind you like can you giver? make that determination for people? Can you do that? I don't like think. Giver, yeah. Of? But it, are left to figure out if and, and but their own. job, but their job is just to tell a story that they want to tell, right? Like they don't have to abide by the audience. They could. I mean, you could, you could say, "Yeah, this is heaven," and then let everybody be in uproar. Right. Like they don't have a responsibility, a capacity. I mean, they have a responsibility to get people to keep watching for <laughs> the well, benefit of I mean. Netflix. But I mean, that's what I mean. I think some shows don't have the liberty of being able to do this because it's relatively out of note. You know, some shows have a following where they can't risk making people mad or they have to have closure because they, they definitively know that there's a second season. Or I mean, there's a little bit of freedom there with, um, I believe that whatever the, whatever the show actually comes to a close, there will still not be any answers. It is well. The second season would have to have some answers. No, I don't enough to. It would have, have to. to. I don't. If it's done well, it's going to have to have enough to carry. The story will progress, but that story will continue to open she up. Said uh, we left it open ending so people can make their own decisions. But if we get granted a season two, they have plenty of going, ideas. We, have, we already know where we want to go, and there will be answers. We know where they want to go thanks to Reddit and all the theories on. Right. Yeah, that's what they. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how writers wouldn't let that affect them. Oh, yeah. Like, I I read stuff on Game of Thrones all the time, and I just feel like that poor guy, if he reads anything, he's got... There are, there are videos and, like, websites completely dedicated to, like, oh, and there was this, uh, there was this sentence back in book two, page 78, where he mentioned this. That means that this guy probably has a brother that's on the other side of the... Like, there are people who have drawn so many connections that... I mean, maybe he's just that detailed, but it just seems crazy. He it gets nuts. One thing that I thought when I watched this, after thinking about it, I was like, definitely not really happening. Here's the moment. Like, this is not even real. She's crazy. When the teacher, Phyllis from the office, whatever her... BBA. BBA. <laughs> BBA. When she hands over the $50,000 check to save the oh student. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I, I started thinking about it today, and I was like, do I have any student, even the students I really like, that I would hand over $50,000 for? If and you're going to open kid, a portal. Is the kid still in here? No. And that kid was a shithead. Like, he was the worst. 
that student. And I feel bad for him. Like, he's got his own struggles. We could probably do a whole other Yeah, but don't you think, but she sees her son or her, uh, her brother. brother, remember, in yeah. the ski suit? And she knows they're onto something big. I, and I she's lonely. Like, she has she's nothing, got nothing else. to lose. She never wanted to cash that check in the first place. She never wanted to cash it. She, like, and it gave her this group of belonging. I know we're close to being done, but I think one thing everyone needs to ponder on that I didn't think about <laughs> until I read my 35-page document today is I chose to ignore the whole entire season why Prairie made them leave their front doors I open. I that, too. And I chose to just kind of ignore that. But when I just did some heavy-duty reading today in my, my free time, um, one of the big things that say, people have said is that proves, again, that she's in a psych ward. Because one big rule they keep saying is we're open-door policy here. You leave the doors open, you can't have the doors closed. So she's taking these bits and pieces from her reality and throwing them into the story and it was one thing that I had not thought much about, and it kind of made me think again because there's so much that in the show that you just choose to ignore because you just want to keep, right. I thought you know, going thing. on. All that I just thought it was a trust thing, like even down to the doors being open. That's the same thing with like, I mean, it's the same idea with a lot of these. There's fan theories can it's like dig usual so much suspects deeper. on a supernatural level. Yeah, it's the greatest show ever. <laughs> what? Show. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's. I liked it a lot. Do we? Uh, do we have time to go around and just all say like what we think happened? Do we have time for that? Maybe you could you lead go off first, and then cut it off. It happened in terms of like what do you mean? What's your, what's your interpretation? Like what real? do you think happened? Just like point blank, like yes, this I think. This is what I think happened. This is why, like real quick. Like why things have existed, like no, like like these theories type thing. No, like what is, is Prairie... at the end of the movie or the, uh. end of the show? You said this was fake and this is why, or this was real and this is why. What is the your only thing that I was able to come to any conclusion because I hated the ending with the fiery passion, and I thought it was the worst. I thought it was just as bad as the first episode, but I loved everything up until that point. The only thing I thought was the gunshot of the shooter is her coming back to reality, whether that's like a needle injection, something to bring her back. What that is, where she is, what dimension, I don't know. But I feel like the shooter was so dumb and misplaced. Like, that was bringing, like, a, I always think, like, Pulp Fiction, like, a, the adrenaline shot in the chest. Like, oh. something there. That's the only thing, because I didn't like any of the other well, stuff. Well, we knew the shooter was coming. I knew the shooter was coming. Because she kept having those those weird, like, dreams where she was in this glass room and there was all this noise and there's people everywhere. And the, and I never could have predicted but that's the only the thing that I was – I didn't see the shooter. I never thought it come. That's why I thought it was maybe so I dumb. I knew it as soon as the kids were in the cafeteria. I looked over at my husband and said, there's going to be a school shooting. And he goes, how do you know that? And I go, because this whole time she's having these dreams, this weird, and she's in this glass room. And, silverware. And there's, like, the silverware, and then the there is a gunshot in that. There's a gunshot in one of those clips mm. that you see. And I'm like, it's going to be a school shooting. I will say that – What a well-designed lunchroom, by the way. Yeah. For, uh... Watching it again, though, there are all of these, like, radio reports in the background. Mm -hmm. They're like, a shooter is moving toward this area. And BBA's room. And I only realized that when I watched it. Uh, I didn't pick Wait, up when is that? that? Is that? I didn't pick up she's on when that. She's looking ready, and she's like. Look at BBA's looking in the mirror and like touching her face. On the radio, it says there was a shooter at this mall, and the shooter is still at large. Oh, see, so I there didn't. is some foreshadowing there with that. What do you think, babe? Uh, my interpretation of the film is that everything that it presented happened. I think it was 100% real. Um, I think at the end, she 
is transported to wherever Homer would go during his near-death experiences because she wakes up in the similar environment. She's wearing the all white like he was. I think she's where he was at, and I think that's why when they were in captivity, I'm sure they, all they did was talk about where they were going, like telling each other, this is what I see, this is where I am. And so I think she wakes up there and is like, okay, I'm where Homer was. Like when he was running through the hospital, like and he ate the fish. Right. Yeah. I think she's in that place, and I think that he's not there, though, and that's why she's like... So confused. Didn't you because say she that, gets there, but I don't think he's there. Didn't you say people can hear, like, the bubbling of the aquarium? Well, they were saying that the thing is, is uh, the, the sound guy for the show said, um, I, I heard something, and he brought it to the director. She's like, am I hearing this? And they were like, that's the key to our show. That's the, that is the answer. It's hidden in, in the sound of the show. Wow. But they wouldn't say what it was. But somewhere in the show, there's some type of sound effect happening in a scene, and that gives away the real answer to the show. And so I don't know if she, I don't think, I don't, I've listened to her a few times. I don't hear an aquarium in that shot. If you did, it would be like, okay, well, she's there. But that's where I think she ended Are you talking about at the end? Yeah. Well, there is the, I mean, there's the scene where, how, is his name Hal? Hap. 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 See, he hears stuff. Because he, he hears, hears the yeah. whoosh or the... Yeah. And so that's supposed to be a tip-off to the audience that while you're watching, if you ever go through and watch it again, don't pay attention to what they're doing. You need to pay attention to their surroundings and the sounds you're hearing because it's going to give away what really happened. That's what they said? That's what they said, the directors. What an interesting, unique way, too, to focus so much on sound. I forgot about the Saturn's Rings thing. Yeah, that. he was like, is this the sign you heard? And she's like, no, Oh, no, no, no. how interesting, because she's blind for half of this. Exactly. And we're relying solely oh. on sound. Right. And so she, he nails it, and he's like, oh, you were on Saturn's rings. So, like, I, I think they really are traveling places in their NDEs. And I, I don't know, is different dimensions? I think it could be just different places. I, but I think it was definitely... I, I, okay. So for mine, I want, I really want to believe that it's... It's I mean, like my hopeful part of me is like I was buying into it and I was I was feeling hopeful that all of it is. But the rational part of me still is is linking it to just she's she's crazy and I'm I'm still torn. I'm not 100 percent either way. But if you were going to force me to make a decision and say which way is more than 50 percent, I would probably say that she's uh, she's a little crazy. But so you, think, I, so you, would go with, you would say she's like in a psych ward. I would say that she's in a psych ward or something. And she's coping with whatever situation actually happened to her. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn. But if, I, if you were going to ask me like, hey, you know, just pick a side, I would say she's in some degree it's not actually real, the extra dimensional stuff. And that there's something else going on that can be explained without the paranormal. So I don't know what that is, but that's where I'm at. I feel that too. Yeah. I think it's because I'm a and see, I would be an optimist, but I just, I don't know. Nikki, what do you think? It's, I've, I feel like I'm the most mixed on this because I feel like I've absorbed everything and it's pulling me so many different directions. But I really do believe that Hap is working with Elias in some sort of agency and that I do think that they are transcending places. I really strongly believe that. And I know we've discussed at length that in order for them to really transcend the fifth movement needed to involve someone being shot because of the um, detective's wife being shot at the end of the fifth movement when she shows him in the bedroom with um, Homer and Prairie. So part of me wants to believe so badly that that's how it worked, and that kind of aligns with Aaron's theory that that gunshot, like, 
solidified something. Um, and I think it solidified that that was going to transcend her. And after hearing Jonathan's theory about her going where Homer's at, it makes so much more sense why it's all white. And um, <clears throat> But then there's, the yeah, there's just so many in the hearing. There's so many things now that's like, this is what's awesome about this show, though. Yeah. And we might be able to end on this is every day you talk about it. I'm not saying I talk about it every day. But when you have a conversation about it, you come in with such confidence that you know what happened. But as you kind of talk to other people, you end up talking in a circle. And next thing you know, your entire theories change, which I think is just a testament to the show and television right now. I, like I said, we're in the golden age of television. It's not this mind-numbing, eat-potato-chips activity on the couch. Like, Which I, th- I think I'm starting to turn Emily to, to my – I think she's still – because she, like, works and does stuff while she's – I think she's still in the I want a mind-numbing, potato-chip eating. I want to throw parenthood on in the background and just let yeah. it run, you know. Like, yeah. I – and I'm, you know, I'm sitting here watching this movie where people are making, like, really weird movements on the screen. Yeah. And she's, like, walking in at the wrong time. And it's like, no, 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 just wait. There's a lot of history here. Right. There's more than just Television yeah. is not it's, just – a t- a wasting it, time. it isn't it's anymore. Intellectual, it's an it intellectual isn't. activity, and it brings people together in interesting ways. And, and bouncing around from like Black Mirror to this, it's. I will. Netflix, well, they're they're just churning out crazy amounts of stuff. Said Netflix and learn. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that's going to conclude. We went on for a long time. We'd love to hear your guys' theories, comment, and let us know. Um, you never know. We might be doing this again in a little bit if we can get a, a second season out. So thanks so much for tuning in.